Welcome to A Mystical Life Where Science Meets Spirituality. In our first podcast, we're going to discuss crystal healing. A Mystical Life is your new resource for taking woo-woo into the real world. And I'm your host, Nicole Dantzler, a crystal healer, an energy alchemist, and a spiritual teacher. Let's take a deep dive on what the tea is in the mystical realm. So for thousands of years in recorded history, we've learned that crystals and stones were used in various cultures. These ancient civilizations worked with spiritual tools in places all over the world like India, the Australian Aborigines, Native Americans, ancient Egyptians, China, and the fabled Lemurian and Atlantean societies. Crystal healing has been mentioned even in the Bible, and there's over 200 references. I found that so fascinating, and this is something that really led me to take a closer look at working with crystals. I was always drawn to them, and working with them professionally was just my calling. So I hope to share some information with you. I hope to share some information that will leave you fully capable of working with the mineral kingdom. But I also know that working with crystals is really a lifelong learning process. So don't become too overwhelmed with the vast amount of knowledge that's available. After all, there are over 4,000 kinds of minerals. So let's get started. One of the questions that I always hear are, how does crystal healing work? So let's take a look at something called vibration. And everything in the universe as we know it has a vibration. Every form of matter oscillates at a different frequency and crystals are exactly the same. Crystals can be used for tools of transformation. Crystals can affect our chakra system. In fact, crystals work on not just the chakras, but the meridians and the astral body. And scientifically, we know because Einstein shared that he taught the world that Energy and matter are actually one, and he did that through E equals MC squared. Now, we also know that different forms of matter and energy can vibrate at very different vibrational frequencies. And what makes crystals so fascinating is that they do not easily change their vibrational frequency due to their fixed, regularly repeating geometric pattern. Their molecules, in fact, have a fixed, sacred geometric pattern. So they're quite different from us, but they affect us all the same. Now, you may be asking, well, I'm very drawn to crystals. How exactly Do I work with them? What do I do with them? And how can they help me in my life? Well, the first step would be choosing your crystal. And there's so many ways to do that. 
when I was first new to crystal healing, I didn't have a lot of information. So I really turned to my intuition. And what does that look like, you may ask? Well, your intuition is choosing a crystal that you're drawn to or that catches your eye or even a crystal that is kind of odd to you. There's something in that crystal's medicine that you need. Now with intuition, I'd like to share a story of how I used my intuition to work with a crystal. So at the beginning of my crystal journey, I went to my local metaphysical shop and I didn't know what I wanted, but I know that I wanted to pick up a couple of crystals and I came across rutilated quartz, which is one of my favorite crystals, by the way. And I just started using my fingers to comb through a bowl of rutilated quartz. And after just running my fingers through the bowl, I noticed I felt a little tingle. Um, It felt like a little electric impulse, like a quick shock. And that was when I chose that crystal, or rather the crystal chose me. And I knew, well, there's something here, there's something to this medicine. And I still work with that crystal to this day. It was very, very much aligned for me to choose that specific crystal. And the crystal wanted to work with me. So using your intuition is a fabulous way of choosing a crystal. Now, some people, on the other hand, may struggle a little bit with choosing a crystal and maybe they're really unsure about what crystal or what to tap into or what to tune into when choosing a crystal. So there's other methods like reference books. There's many great uh, crystal healers and authors about crystal healing that you can choose from. And you can do a bit of research and find a book that you truly love and that resonates with you. And I would say one of my favorite books is a book called The Crystal Healer by Philip Permutt. And it's a great reference book for beginners, um, as well as advanced practitioners. It's really beautiful, um, really short, but pertinent and great information. So check that out or uh, any of the books by Judy Hall. She's a great crystal teacher. Another fabulous way of choosing a crystal is what's known as chromotherapy. Now, chromotherapy is otherwise known as color therapy. A lot of people will use the chakra colors and choose a crystal that way. So if they're looking perhaps to work with the heart chakra, they may choose a pink stone If they're looking to work with the solar plexus chakra, they may choose a yellow or golden hued stone like citrine. There's many ways to uh, work with chromotherapy, working with the colors that you're drawn to, the colors that make you happy, the colors that energize you. So keep that in mind when choosing a crystal if the other methods are not particularly Uh, something that you're drawn to. 
Now, another way to choose a crystal is looking at the mineral composition. So let's say you're looking to feel calm. You may choose a crystal that has lithium in it, like lipidolite or lithium quartz. Lithium is known to keep calm. Uh, lithium is used in many pharmaceuticals, so that's a good choice if it's something you're looking to uh, work with to keep you calm. Now, after you've chosen your beautiful new crystal ally, what do you want to do? So I always tell my students, you want to cleanse your new crystal ally, your new crystal friend. And there's a few ways that you can do that. So some of my favorite ways are using white sage. There's a method called sacred breath that I utilize. Many people will work with the full moon to cleanse a crystal. Um, you can even use selenite, a selenite plate to charge that crystal. Some people even use the sunlight, which is a great way to also work with a crystal. I just want to mention that sunlight is great for recharging and cleansing your crystals, but for some crystals, it can bleach them out. So do keep that in mind. I had an amethyst crystal one time that I was working with. And I decided to place in the sunlight for cleansing and forgot about it. And when I picked it up a few hours later, it was a very pale purple. It lost all of its deep purple color. So just keep that in mind. Uh, some other amazing ways to cleanse your crystal is the use of a tuning fork, a crystal singing bowl, laying your crystal in a bowl of dry salt, even Palo Santo smudging is amazing. Or if you have flower petals, laying them in flower petals is, an also, is also an awesome way to cleanse your new crystal friends. And now that you have your methods of cleansing, how do you want to work with a crystal? This is one of the biggest challenges that a lot of people come up with. And it's something that I don't think is discussed enough in the crystal world. So a lot of times people will purchase crystals, will cleanse them, and then just sit them on a shelf. And your crystal is not going to help you by sitting on your shelf, getting dusty. What you need to do is actually work with your crystal, form that relationship, that connection. Crystals have a consciousness and an awareness, and you simply need to tap into that to receive the benefit of that crystal. And it can be as something as simple as taking the time out to meditate with your crystal. Just take a few minutes and hold the crystal in your hand and ask silently or out loud, do you have a message for me? Is there something that I need to know? Would you like to work with me? Can you show me how to heal myself? Can you connect me with my spirit guides? There are so many ways that you can communicate with your crystal, but the point is, is that you want to open that line of communication. And just like 
connecting with a friend that takes time. You may have noticed that I called crystals your crystal ally because it's your new friend. It's your new connection. And so it's important to realize that and have respect for working with crystals. And the more that you do and the more connection you have, the better the experience will be. And you can hold that crystal in your non-dominant hand because that's the most sensitive hand of the two. And you can ask the crystal, can we connect? And focus on that hand. How does the crystal feel in your hand? Is it cool? Do you feel anything in your palm? Tingling? Warmth? pulsating, what are you noticing? Then take a moment, close your eyes. Does anything come to you? A thought, a word, a song, a message, a color? That's the crystal communicating with you, sharing a message with you. And then take some time to journal after this meditation and it can only be five minutes it can be 10 minutes it can be however long you feel that you would like to work with a crystal and then do this for a few times and notice what's the message what's the repeating message that you're receiving continue to ask your same question if you're focused on healing you can ask the crystal to show you how can you heal? What steps do you need to take? If you're looking for opening your heart to self-love, place the crystal in your heart center, on your heart chakra, and ask the crystal to open your heart to love and to heal all wounds, and continue to do that. When working with crystals, I feel like it's so important to be specific, And to really think about what it is that you're looking to achieve. What do you want from the crystal? Now, some people may say crystal healing doesn't work. And I often ask them, well, how did you work with the crystal? What did you ask for? If you're looking to attract love and you have a piece of rose quartz, a dusty rose quartz sitting on your dusty shelf is not going to achieve what you're looking to achieve. But actually working with the crystal, putting in work, being a conscious co-creator with the crystal is how it's going to benefit you. Spending time, putting in the effort, that's when things start to shift and that's when things start to change. Meditation, one of the most powerful tools that we have for self-development, for ascension, for spiritual growth. And with a crystal, it's amplified even more. So meditate with your crystals. Take that time. Get to know them. Get to know what they look like. Get to know the little dings that the crystal naturally has. The lines, the bands, the colors the color gradation, everything about it. Get to know it just like you know 
a friend. You know what they look like. You know what they feel like. And maybe even the crystal will show you what it sounds like. Think about all those things. Now, some people ask me, what's a basic kit for a newbie to begin working with crystals? And I have a few. There are a few crystals that I always recommend for people who are new to crystal healing and who really want to take a deep dive into working with the crystal kingdom. And so I would say my number one crystal that I would recommend is clear quartz. And the reason why is that clear quartz is known as the master healer. I kind of like to think of it as the skeleton key of crystal healing because it's able to work on any condition. It can be used on any chakra. It's programmable. Think about the crystals that we use in our quartz watches, in computers, crystal, clear quartz crystal is amazing. It's also a great stone because it amplifies the energy of other stones. So I love that, you know, if I'm working with a small stone that's not clear quartz and I really want to amplify that energy, I'll add a piece of clear quartz to that crystal so it's even more powerful. Clear quartz is also known as the stone of power. So I love it for even anything like manifestation work or when I'm working with candles because it's really amazing at amplifying any type of energy and intention. Clear quartz also is very high vibration because it protects us against negativity. And if you're someone who's looking to attune to your higher self, working with clear quartz is an excellent way to do that. I recommend it not only for beginners, but I also recommend it for anyone who is even an advanced practitioner because there's so much to gain by working with clear quartz. It's a fabulous stone. So I'd say that is number one for sure. Um, then another stone that I recommend for um, those who are new to the crystal world is rose quartz. Now, I feel like rose quartz is one of the most important stones for love. It is fabulous for gently working with the heart chakra and really opening the heart to all types of love. So not just romantic love, but self-love, love of family, love of friends. And it's such a gentle stone. So if you're someone who's working on heart center wounds, this is a great stone to work with. It carries the vibration of universal love and it's very calming. So just a wonderful stone to have in your crystal toolkit. Now, this is another favorite stone of mine, smoky quartz. This is a stone that I love to recommend for children as well as adults. It's really calming for when you're feeling frustrated. It helps to balance the root chakra. It helps to absorb low vibration energy and transmute that energy. And if you're someone who is working with, let's say, oracle cards or pendulums or psychic development, it is a great stone for helping to integrate spiritual messages 
and anchoring it into your expanded consciousness. It works slowly and gently. And that's why I say it's great for working with younger people and those who really need something gentle to work with. Great pocket stone, great to carry around with you all the time. So another one of my favorite stones for sure. I carry several pieces in my crystal healer toolkit. Definitely would not be without this stone for sure. Now, if you're looking for a stone to help you with attracting abundance, and that's a big topic um, that people come to me about is working with and attracting more abundance in their life, especially if you're a business owner or looking to become an entrepreneur, then you're going to want to work with citrine. Now, citrine is known as the merchant stone, and it is used to attract abundance. It's also a powerful solar plexus chakra stone. So if you're an empath, shout out to my empaths out there. This is your stone. Now, I want to mention that there's a lot of citrine on the market that's actually heat treated amethyst, and it usually has a very darkish orangey color. So if you're unsure, um, check with the owner of your local metaphysical shop and ask them about that. I highly recommend working with natural citrine if and if it's possible. Um, it's just my personal preference and I feel that it works a lot better than uh, heat-treated amethyst. Citrine is a great stone to heighten your self-discipline. So if you, like I said, you're a business owner, this is a great stone for you to work with. Also, it helps on willpower. So also great for business owners. It helps by attracting professional success and wealth. So if you actually have a physical store, you may want to keep a piece of citrine in your uh, cash register. Or if you don't have a physical store, perhaps even placing a piece in your wallet is a fabulous way to work with the stone. It can also help to boost your mood, help you to release that trapped anger that's in your solar plexus chakra, and also keep your solar plexus chakra balanced. So a good way to work with that stone is if that's something that you're looking for is to place it on your solar plexus chakra, which is a few inches above your navel. That's your power center. That's where your energy is stored for your willpower and for your discipline. So keep that in mind. Now, if you're looking for a stone that really helps with the more spiritual side of your self-development, then I would say amethyst may be your go-to stone. Hugely popular. I'm sure every metaphysical shop carries amethyst in some form. I feel like it's one of the most popular crystals out there. It's gorgeous purple and just exudes royalty. And this stone was once known as the stone of sobriety. Um, now, I don't know if it can keep you sober, but I thought that was an interesting fact. But what I do know is that it can help transmute lower vibrations into higher frequencies. I've worked with this stone when I've had headaches. Uh, working with an amethyst point is wonderful for that. 
It can help by helping you developing your intuition. And if you are working on developing your third eye, opening your psychic abilities, this is a great gentle stone to work with. It's great for beginners because it helps you to develop those abilities in a very gentle, slow way so that you can integrate this ability in a way that you can handle it. So one of my favorite stones to work with for sure. Now, if you're interested in working with maybe more high vibration stones, there are some others that I can recommend, but these are the stones that I usually recommend for beginners. Um, Now I've seen a lot of stuff on TikTok about working with Moldavite, which is one of the stones that I do consider a high vibration stone. Um, Fabulous stone to work with. It can uh, really open your abilities quickly. It's known as a stone of rapid spiritual transformation. But what I've seen a lot on TikTok is people being really scared to work with this stone. I don't recommend it for beginners, not because it's going to ruin your life like some people say on TikTok, but just because it can open your abilities very quickly. And some people just are not ready for that kind of spiritual development, not just yet. Some are. Um, if you feel like that's something that you can handle handle and integrate, then I highly recommend it. But as someone who has done this work for over 15 years, I definitely would recommend a few of the other stones that I recommended a bit earlier. Now, once you've started working with your stones, you may notice that you're drawn to certain stones certain days, and maybe that's the medicine that you need. Keep that in mind because that's your intuition telling you a bit of what your soul, what's in alignment for you, what are your needs in this now, and keep that in mind. And if you'd like to learn more, I'd love for you to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, and message me. Let me know what you want to hear about. And I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and listening to this podcast on Crystal Healing. We'll have more coming up in some upcoming shows about taking a deeper dive into working with crystals and how you can really integrate crystal healing into your life. We'll talk about gem water and crystal grids and lots of other amazing tools in working with crystals. But for now, thank you so much for joining us at A Mystical Life. And I hope that you too can add a little magical powers and a little mysticism to your day. And until then, thank you for joining us at A Mystical Life Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Bye.